0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. Watson, directing traffic, and a try it again, and that time it will be caught. Kenny Stills with a touchdown.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Locked on Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. The Houston Texans came away victorious on Sunday with a 24-21 victory over the Tennessee Titans, which means the Texans finally have, well, I'm not going to say finally, but the Texans have a good chance, a 90% chance, by the way, to win the AFC South. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy and my partner in crime. John, some
1: sports guy, Hickman, and I'm here to tell you that we were wrong in a good way. Yeah, we, good we were way. wrong. <laughs> we were wrong in a good way, but if you guys listen to the Crossover Wednesday show that we did, and by the way, you can catch this podcast on all of the major podcasting platforms. That's Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, and Spotify. But if you guys remember, <laughs> this is why it's good to be wrong in this case, on the Crossover <laughs> Wednesday, what did I say? I said the team who wins, this game Sunday, I believe, will go on to win the AFC South. And the Texans got up early, big 14 0, because of a huge, huge, huge interception by Whitley Merciless. And he's a guy that we haven't really called upon that much in the last, what, seven or eight weeks, it seems like. But he had the play of the game.
0: Maybe, oh, to yeah. a Maybe to play of the year. Maybe the play of the year.
1: The play to keep the play going because, <laughs> you know, they're going to go into uh, Temple Bay. They're going to play Temple Bay Saturday instead of Sunday. They have the Saturday game, which will be exciting. And, by the way, Temple Bay is a team that should not be overlooked after what Jameis Winston did consecutive back-to-back 450 yards. Games and three touchdowns, but nonetheless, your Houston Texans show that we ain't no punks. Slip Thug said it a long time ago Ain't no punks down here in Houston, Texas. And they came out to play. Merciless had to play the game. Ken Steals with two big touchdowns, but one of them, Deshaun just hit him right over the top. It was just a, such a pretty pass. I was happy I was wrong that they lost. Happy that I was right by saying whoever won this game will go on to win the AFC South. Very close game. Game ended in 21-24 Texas way in Tennessee Music Hall. And there are some things from this game that, I mean, whenever you get a win, there's always some positive optimism you can have. But just seeing this team fight and bounce back from that blowout, disgusting win against the Broncos, and what they did on Sunday was really worth it.
0: You know, you talk about how much we were wrong, and we were hella wrong um, last week when we did our predictions. But one thing we was right about, this was a close game. This was a nail-biter by far. You know, if it it wasn't for that interception Whitney Merciless had – this game might have went uh you know that was an important play. You know, I don't want to harp on that too long. I mean, by the way, the 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 whole entire Texans defense, you know, they did a pretty solid job, you know. They 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 didn't have like a oh my god, this is one of the best defenses in the league type game, but they did enough in order to help the Houston Texans win this game. Um especially that especially the secondary. The secondary they stepped up when 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 they needed to make a stop and you know that that's what we was right about this ended up being a very close game
1: yeah a very close game the Titans pulled uh pulled in closely in their second half and they they've been one of the best second half scoring teams in the league averaging around 20 plus per game in the second half so to see the Texans just continue to hold that lead continue to fight and by the way Here's a point to the well, we need to go find a GM. We need to find a real GM. Carlos Hyde rushed <laughs> for his first thousand yard season on a four yard touchdown today. Can we just say how good of a job Bill O'Brien and the rest of the crew did as GMs together, putting together this roster after Brian gained? It's such a terrible job of actually making this roster pretty competitive after the offseason and up until he got fired. Bringing in Carlos Hyde, which has helped this Texas team be in the top 10 in rushing. He has been tremendous for this offense, for this round game, for the pairing of him and Duke Johnson. That is. I'm just happy to see him. You know, he's a guy that's battled injuries. He's always been a good player. He's just never been a healthy player. And his healthiest year, when he rushed for 900 and, was it 73 yards, I could be off by a couple yards. But we've seen flashes of him be great. It's just really good to see him Get his first thousand yard under his belt as a Texans. Join Steve Slayton, Arian Foster, and a couple other running backs to get a thousand while wearing the red, white, and blue. So happy for him! Happy for this Texas team. They showed a lot. And can I say something? Yes, merciless had the play of the game, but collectively as a unit, can I tell you something that was the most important? aspect of this game, you want to know what? Derrick Henry only had 86 yards on 21. I years. knew
0: you was going to say that.
1: And if it wasn't for the big run by John New Smith, he had one carry for 57 yards, the Titans would have rushed for 106. Shout out to that front seven. Shout out to D.J. Reader also up for NFL Man of the Year Walter Payton Award. Those boys came to play.
0: The front seven did good, and I just finished praising the Texans defense. I said, you know, this is this wasn't like this wasn't one of their best games that we that we seen this year, but at the same time, it was a it was an important crucial game that they stepped up for. Having said all that, at the end of the day, I don't want to give the Texans defense too much credit because yes. They held Derek and Henry to only 86 yards. This was the first time, probably in the in the whole entire second half of this season, that he has been held to under 100 yards. But you have to also remember that hamstring that he was nursing. Remember, he was questionable going into this game. That had a lot to do with it as well. I'm not I'm not trying to rain on the Texans parade. I'm not trying to rain on nobody's parade. All I'm saying is that hamstring injury play in favor of the Texans stopping this guy and stopping and stopping Tennessee's offense because this is a guy, Derrick Henry, he is a huge portion of what Tennessee has been able to do in order to turn around their whole entire season.
1: Definitely, and I understand that. I just think that what DJ reading those boys, especially Reader, who I think is a pro bowler this year, he's had a, such a, a great year at his position. And I look at what, Cunningham was able to do 14 tackles, half a sack. McKinney was able to do nine uh, tackles, half a sack. And then we know uh, Charles Amohinu had to sack to end the game. And McKinney did sustain a concussion. He, you know, he's going to go through concussion protocol hopefully he'll be back for the buccaneers game but if that's a game where you feel like you just don't absolutely need him rest him for the game against tennessee and you know for the playoffs if that's the main goal you're going to need mckinney but i understand where you're coming from I, I but i believe this we we when we kill you know uh, when we uh, when we kill the defense like what are you guys doing how could you do this to a rookie quarterback Drew Locke had a terrible day, by the way. But how could you let this let let this happen? How could you let this happen? I think we also need to get some give give them some praise, considering that you know me and you. Let's be honest here. We were both against this team winning this ball game when we talk about the Houston Texans, and they went out there, got up early, even though Tennessee fought back, and I kind of figured they would because of how dominant they've been in the second half. Texans
0: held on. And like I said earlier, you know, I'm not trying to rain on a parade and I I'm giving credit to the Texans defense. Every they 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 did a good job holding everyone <laughs> except for AJ Brown. AJ Brown, eight catches, 114 yards, and you saw how he got worked but you saw how he worked Jonathan Joseph. You know, it, that was just another moment this season where it's like, you know what, Joseph, you have really had a good career. You know, you you will go down as one of the best players in this franchise, but it's time. It, it's time. It's, it's time for you to hang time. up your cleats. I I hate to see. <laughs> it's just, and you know, it's it's like
1: okay. I'm, Jonathan Joseph is the uncle that at every family event. Let me, let me get the ball, young. We're a quick young blood, and it's like we're not eight anymore. We're fifteen years old. We're jumping out the gym. We shoot lights out. I don't think he wants to smoke anymore. But Jonathan Joe, he did have. I think, as a matter of fact, on that same drive, I believe he had a he had a big pass breakup. So you know, you know, them uncles, they made one shot. All right, let me let me go into the house and let me give me a old beer now. Right, I do what I can. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Joseph will definitely go down as the best corner to play in this franchise. I think that it's time to go out on the highest note Joseph can go out on. Kudos to him, though, and kudos to this Texan team. I definitely want to let you guys know about Blue Chew, and that's because I care about you, fellas. What am I talking about? Blue Chew. And this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Shoe brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Ciala and Viagra, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. So you can arise. <laughs> like I did that. I know you did. She will, too. If you can benefit from more confidence where it counts, Bluetooth is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Bluetooth is prescribed online by Mm -hmm. a licensed physician. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line in a pharmacy. It ships direct to your door. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that special promo code LOCKEDON. Bluetooth is the faster, cheaper, and better choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. Of course, the Review Monday show—a little bit more to talk about—and we're going to hear from the coaches what they had to say, and some of the players as well from Sunday's victory against the Tennessee Titans.
0: Welcome back to Locked On Texans Monday Review Show. Hey, um, by the way, the Oakland Raiders, it's, it's such a sad day in the Raiders franchise history. They had their final game in Oakland, and they lost 20-16 to 16 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, you know, John, I, I was still living in New Orleans at the time. I don't know. I probably was like three when the Orlers left, but hearing stories of a franchise leaving your city that's one of the saddest stories you can ever run across and and I know this city has experienced that with the Houston Oilers leaving but I I just hope you know we we don't have we we don't never have to go through that again
1: uh I don't think so
0: and, and I'm and I'm I talking about think, with all teams. I'm talking about with you know from us to the to the Rockets, Astros, the SaberCats, the Dynamo.
1: I don't think the Houston uh, area will lose a team due to relocation, especially the three majors. Right? NFL is here to stay. Like, there's no way that since, especially since 2011. When JJ Watt came, there's no way the Texans are leaving this city. And if the Houston Rockets haven't been relocated yet due to heartbreak <laughs> over and over, they're not going anywhere. And the Astros just won us a World Series two years ago. And the Astros tickets one year when they were so bad, I think like five dollars, five mm. or seven dollars. They're not going anywhere either. We're here to stay.
0: We're I hope so. Stay. But 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 shout out to the Oakland Raiders. You know a lot of good memories there in that city. I know this is what the third fourth time that they didn't love Oakland. Um, you know they're moving to Las Vegas, but you know it's just a it's just sad. You know we hopefully Oakland can get them another football team. Ah, uh,
1: sad for them. Any their last home game they got a loss. What well, so, that's even worse. That makes it more sad. Yeah, for them. I don't care. <laughs> okay. But what I do care about is just the fact that Laramie Tunsil was not flagged once on Sunday. They almost got him, but they ended up calling the wrong um penalty. It was a holding call that was initially for Roger Johnson that the officials corrected. Uh last week in frustration, Tunsil said that he had been targeted by ref. As long as I'm not crazy and everybody sees it, I'm okay. But just and he went on to say that the, the win against The Titans, after the Broncos loss, just tells you a lot about the team. We take it one day at a time. We came here and got it done. This team was resilient. After that Broncos loss, I mean, there was plenty of reason to have your head hang down, right? I mean, we watched the game. It was embarrassing. But they came back and got the job done, won the game when it counted the most against these Tennessee Titans, the toughest two or three team in the league. We know the Ravens and the 49ers are how great they've been, but right under those two, you have to throw Tennessee in the mix, especially in the last eight games. And they got it done. And I'm and I'm I'm proud of these guys. We you know they, they can clinch the ALC south with a win over Tampa Bay, do the tiebreaker. So their job is not done. But Bill O'Brien just continuously talked good about his team. They went on to say that we have a good locker room. We turned the page. We knew this would be a tough game, but he believed. Last week was not a good week. We have a team and a coaching staff that can come that can overcome adversity. And he's right. They fought. And at times, I thought that well, I don't trust this team. I don't trust them to get this job done. And there's still mistakes. And I, I will talk about this throughout the course of this week, mainly because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Jameis Winston, who may be the most Jekyll and Hyde quarterback I've seen game in and game out. Like in one possession, he's going to throw you out of a game. The very next possession, he could throw you into the game. So this week, I'm going to talk about the mistakes that Deshaun Watson continues to make. I think. The interception uh, in the red zone area when they came away with zero points, he threw that ball in terrible, the terrible area ended up getting tipped. And I thought whether it's going to get tipped or not, that ball had a chance to be interception, intercepted, but it was tipped and then intercepted zero points in the red zone on that possession. There's things that Watson is continuously doing that I'm just concerned about because I think he just wants to continue to Make those big plays instead of making the smart plays at times. And going against Jameis Wilson, I don't know which which quarterback we're gonna get out of Jameis. And at times, we don't know which quarterback we're gonna get out of Watson. And now, of course, he's nowhere near as turnover prone as Jameis is. So I don't know. We know that. Like that's a fact. But there's times where when we've seen so much progressing out of progression out of Watson just to see him take three or four steps back, it's frustrating. As a fan, as a as a football lover, the whole nine, it becomes frustrating. And today was when he had a couple of moments where I was frustrated with his decision-making, got the job done, got the job done, two interceptions, but he did have two touchdowns. A beautiful, beautiful drop the baby in a basket on your doorstep pass to Kenny Stills on his second touchdown. I'm just happy that this team came out alive. Because how many times have we seen them come out flat, Cody?
0: Quite often this season, especially last week's game against the Denver Broncos, but I- I'm just letting you know this right now. I do not fear Jameis Winston, nor do I fear the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I will tell you this. Talking about someone who came to play who did not come out flat, DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. Did Did he or or did he not have a game? Yes.
1: He knew going into this game how much this game meant, how much was on the line. He knew how important it was. And from the start, he played like he wanted to get to the playoffs and win this division.
0: 119 receptions yard, six catches off of eight targets, and he averaged 19.8 yards per catch. He was moving with the ball. DeAndre Hopkins, man, like, John, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I do not believe. Maybe the guy down 10, down 10 in the big easy, Michael Thomas. But I just don't know no other receiver that he is not better than. Like I say, maybe the guy down 10 in New Orleans.
1: Listen, listen, let me tell you something.
0: But you. I don't want to say that Nuke. because I'm, I'm, I'm you, you're going to look at me like I'm biased and I'm not.
1: Nuke, let me tell you something about Nuke. And I don't think Michael Thomas is a top three receiver, but that's just me. Wow. Uh, let me tell you something. Wow. About that man has faced adversity his entire life. Got himself to Clemson. Texas got him, what was it, 26th, 27th pick? Mm-hmm. Since he's came into this organization. He has proved that he belongs. This man ain't no loser. He's not a loser. And nor did he come into this game with a losing mentality. And this is what I like most about the game plan going into Sunday's matchup. First of all, Will Fuller was on the field. And we know the dynamic of this Texas team when Fuller is on the field. It's just different. There's so much more you can do because he causes so many eyes, and he had five catches for 61 yards. But DeAndre Hopkins didn't have the six for 119. There was a plenty of times where I saw them lined up on the same side, and so the the question about that when when you look at that, you you have to question yourself and ask, okay, do I have to stop DeAndre Hopkins, who can you know he's going to kill us in more. Immediate passing, you know, five yards, nine yards, eight yards, or should the priority be, oh, my gosh, Will Fuller can take the top off and get a 50-yard bomb at any point. The play calling was much better because of the scheme, but the scheme was better because Will Fuller was on the field. I said it to say this, the importance of Fuller on the field only means that DeAndre Hopkins can have more free roam to do more in the playbook, in the office, and it's sold today.
0: And that's what I've been talking about all season long, when you have Will Fuller in the game. You literally have a three-headed monster, and it's hard for any team to stop it. Because if you focus too much on Hopkins, you leave Steals and in Fuller. If you focus too much on Fuller, you leave Hopkins and Steals. If you focus, you 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 see you see it's like you always going to have one guy, one of those three guys of. Uh, One of those three guys will always be open. And that's what I love the most about this. Like I'm calling him a three headed monster for a reason. I guarantee you. If Fuller did not play, and he was questionable all the way up until Saturday. Different
1: outcome. Different. He was questionable. It would be a different
0: outcome. It would be a different outcome, and I'm pretty sure. And I'm not saying different outcome as in, you know, the Texans, you know, might not win this game, and they probably won't. But I'm saying different outcome is I don't think we will see that performance from DeAndre Hopkins because everyone knows how great this guy is. But when you add another guy who, if he can stay healthy, he can be an all-pro receiver. You add in Will Fuller, that's a three-headed monster, and it's just, it just—it just—it just does something to this offense. I'm telling you, if Will Fuller can stay healthy, there's no telling how much. Just you, you know how when you cook. And you know you cook cooking and you're putting all your seasoning in and you and you keep tasting this like it's missing something it's missing something and then you finally get that right that mm. let, let's say it's Tony Saturus or something like that you just put a little bit of that and it just changed the whole flavor that's what Will Fuller is that's funny and,
1: because I was I was just thinking when we look at the Potter Puffcore girls and Professor Xavier was making the sugar spice <laughs> and everything nice. <laughs> that's what this receiver core can be if everybody's exactly. at one time it's just sugar, spice, everything nice and then when you add Kenny Stills who's just he had two touchdowns going into the game Sunday ended up getting two reception touchdowns three catches for 35 yards, two big touchdowns the different dynamic between these three for Watson can be deadly Don't sleep on us either here at Locked On Texas, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you the daily Texas talking news update. Not always daily. We missed a couple days last week just due to life, and we we're apologizing. But, you know, hey, more importantly, the Texans are making this playoff push real interesting. The Titans still have a chance. Right now, the Steelers are losing to the Buffalo Bills. So they still have a chance to get in. The AFC South has a little shakeup, where they win the division or they get in by the wild card. Uh, Who knows? These last two weeks are going to be crucial and critical. Don't forget, if you need to check out your just updated news about your Texas team, download the Google Assistant app and ask for Texas updated news. You may hear my voice. You may hear Cody's voice. You may hear both of our voices at the same time. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy. Been getting a lot of followers lately. You know, you guys are fun. Keep them coming in. I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about shows. If you guys have not watched a Watchmen on HBO, you're doing yourself a disservice. Trust me on this. Talk about music, and I talk about women. I love them. Don't you guys? Some
0: of you ladies as well. Cody, what can they find you on Twitter? And that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24, While I talk about just sports, Houston Texans, UH basketball, and, of course, the Houston Rockets. A lot of you guys think the NBA season don't start till Christmas. You're missing out because James Harden about to average 40 this season. The man man is averaging 39.5 points per game. Is that man not?
1: It's just... Can we say something? I know we talk about the NFL on this <coughs> show and and I get it. I am sick and tired of the James Harden disrespect. A guy actually tweeted us, and maybe it was the electrifying feeding. Him. I'm not sure. Will we ever have Ben Du on this show? And I think we should, I think we should reach out to Ben, the former locked on rocket hose. And Ben does a lot in the city of Houston. <sighs> what we are watching is pure.
0: Basketball greatness. Prior prior to Saturday night's loss, the man scored 105 points over a two-game span in the win against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Orlando Magics. Greatness. And you know what else is greater? That Kobe Bryant (laughs) scored 81 points in one game. And it took James Harden two games just to crack 80. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's all I got to say.
0: (laughs) We're talking about Houston sports here. (laughs) Until
1: next time, you guys, I really don't have a word from my wise. Just enjoy your week. A lot of us are educators, and we have to deal with your kids. So, please. Teach your kids to be respectful. Until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.